Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Ways for Children radio program. For returning guests, welcome back and thank you for your continued support for this podcast. For those joining us for the first time, my name is Kimberly, and I am the founder of an adolescent fitness program for children, 7 to 15 years old, called Kids Under Construction. This podcast began in 20, uh, 2007 as an extension of our um, fitness program and all geared toward helping families in the area of uh, fitness and a long-term healthy journey. To get information uh, concerning Kids Under Construction, feel free to visit our website through the link found on our Blog Talk radio page. And if you have some time, listen to some of the archive programs. We've had some great guests and information over the years that will, um, I think, definitely help you and your family. So a little bit of background about our program is we offer services to try to meet the needs of that age range of children. So one uh, avenue, we offer customized fitness programs for one-on-one training or small groups. So small groups considered um, 10 to 15 kids. That way we can give them the, the attention and time that they need. We also offer for our personal one-on-one training a food journal, which will help children be more accountable for their eating. They are writing it down. We're talking about it. It's not a judgment um, avenue, but it's more awareness where you might not realize how much you're eating during the day, and this will help them identify their triggers, and we make nutrition recommendations to help them make better choices. The uh, age range of 7 to 15 is definitely a level of accountability, and that's what we encourage. We also have motivational speakers who go out and talk to schools and churches and other kid-related events. This helps bring an awareness to parents and caregivers on how to start the conversation about weight and healthy living and fitness and address any type of concerns that that child might have. Being healthy is something that should be, um, it's for the whole family. I feel like it's never acceptable to single out a child um, when they are having problems with their weight, whether that's they're overweight or underweight. 
there are some children who can't gain weight. And this helps everyone in the home work together. Uh, Studies have shown that children who do have weight problems a lot of times have one or both parents who are overweight as well. So this helps take the spotlight off of that child and everyone can get healthy together. You're all eating the same foods. You're all addressing the same concerns and getting healthy and staying healthy. And then finally, um, I have written three books that can be found on Amazon.com, which also, again, address some of the health-related concerns for children. So now that you know a little bit about me, let's start the program today. If you wish to join in the conversation, please feel free. Um, The call-in number is 917-889-3892. Again, 917-889-3892. So um, last month we talked about the sugar journey. This month we are going to put our attention on going back to school. Children um, all over are slowly but surely getting back to school, getting back to their routines. So the topics that we have this month are going to be ones that um, sort of bring some insight to some of the programs that are offered at school as well as some emotional things that that children might have to endure. So um, this week we're going to talk about the National School Breakfast Program. Um, We're also, over the next few uh, weeks, we're going to talk about the school lunch program. Then uh, on the 23rd, I'm going to talk about a book that I wrote last year called Breaking the Fast, really diving into the importance of breakfast every day and helping parents identify um, some of the the problems that come with uh, children missing breakfast and some of the benefits that have been proven for children that actually do take the time and eat breakfast. And then the last week we are going to talk about bullying and cyberbullying and giving hopefully uh, the adults some insight on how to address that your child is being bullied, how to have the conversation, how to uh, approach the conversation at school, and and try to help your child, um, you know, how to process this and, and where to go from there. So that's the lineup. So we are going to get started. I've talked about this, the school lunch program before, but I do feel like some topics are worth repeating. Um, It was years ago, and so that's why I chose to dedicate two weeks to one for the breakfast, one for the lunch, because they they definitely are great uh, avenues for families who need the program. A lot of children, not, not, not all, but when your child gets to an age that they are at school, all day, out of your sight, out of your care, 
we just need to make sure that they are eating and they are making healthier choices. There's a lot of ways that you can deal with that now. Um, schools have where you can make your payments through um, electronic means, going onto the school website. You can put money on an account for your child. They also can track what your child is eating, and then that way you can better manage it. I have three children that are grown now, but my middle son, he went through a time where every single day he was eating chicken fingers, cookies, you know, every day. And I could see it on the on the website, and the school even gave the option of blocking certain foods. And I, I just basically sat down with him and said, listen, you've got to – get something healthier on your your daily intake and that if it didn't change that I would block it. He corrected it himself, but a lot of it is addressing the issue and not just letting it go by without saying something. So let's start from the beginning, which is what I always like to do. My first thought was what exactly is the National School Breakfast Program? So I found the site, and it it basically says that it's a federally assisted meal program operating in public, nonprofit private schools, charter schools, and residential child care institutions. So first, you know, I think about this in a day and time where there are a lot of people who struggle um, financially with trying to feed several children, even if it's just one child. And we've all heard it in the news that salaries aren't exactly where everyone would like them. And so now it becomes a a process of feeding your family the right way compared to a lot of processed food and making sure that they are eating on a daily basis. So government many years ago. This program actually started as a pilot program in 1966, and it became permanent by Congress in 1975. So even that far back, there was a need to help those who can't help themselves. There's no shame in that. And also, it it is just a acknowledgement that there is a problem. So as the the years go by, it, it still hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten worse because now we have more children, more families that need help. Um, it's actually, a, it, what was interesting to me is it's a two-pronged um, type of system where you have the national uh, covering and then you have a state level where schools can be helped, given direction. There's other uh, programs and training that takes place, and that, that happens more on the state level. And basically the program offers free or reduced price meals to children that qualify for the program. So 
let's talk a little bit about the, you know, the statistics of it. And this sort of helped me understand how much of a need that this is. When I looked on the, um, the, the Food and uh, Nutrition Services website, the USDA um, website, these were the numbers that were showing how much this has affected um, the United States and how much of a benefit it is to a lot of families. The, the website basically stated that the program from conception has grown an estimate of about 9% each year. So we're going to go back to 1970. 0.5 million children were being served the breakfast program. So we're going to jump 1980. It increased from 0.5 to 3.6 million children. In 1990, they were at 4 million. 2000, 7.5 million. 2010, 11.7 million. So even look at that jump. By 2016, this program is servicing 14.57 million children. 2017, 14.66 million. And then 2018, 14.69 children. So it, it looks like over the last couple of years, it's, it's hit that 14 million mark, and it's sort of hovering around there. But when you think about it, 14 million children either need free or some help with the reduced meal. In 2017, 88,278 schools participated in the breakfast program. When you look at last year, it did go down slightly, 88,167 schools participated. So, and then, then they took it a step further and said that if a school is servicing at least 40% of the children in their, in their school, they are considered severe need and they get additional help. And what they, you know, what they're looking at is the ratio of low-income children, um, let's say from from 2017 to 2018 school year, they were servicing 58 per 100 children in the school. So 57 of every 100 children were receiving this access to this program. And then you look back even before that, the 2016-2017 school year, they were servicing roughly about the same, a little bit less, 56.7 per 100 children. That is an amazing number and goes to show you how much is needed. Now, a lot as we go through how the system works and then how you qualify, you will, you will see that it, it really does. Um, it, it really does come down to a very um, small group of children. But you have to think of the benefits of just eating every day. If a child is not eating, 
how distracted that can be for them when they're trying to focus on schoolwork and they're trying to, to focus on what is going on in their day. Just the, the energy from having a meal in the morning definitely is something that we, the government acknowledged that there's a need and, and a program that continues to be used, you know, all these years later. So how does um, the system work? The program must serve breakfast meeting a federal nutrition requirement. So right there it shows you that clearly this is something that is taken very serious. Money is put into this program, and they have the requirements. And then, you know, in return, the the, the participants who, who um, take advantage of this program they receive cash um, subsidies from the USDA for each re- reimbursable meal. Um, it, it really is. It really is something that that schools acknowledge. But back in 2017, a, you know, a hurdle came where more schools were having children who would come to school and didn't pay, and there's a system where every child is fed whether you have the money or not, but you continue to have a credit. So then um, in 2018, the School Nutrition Operations Report revealed that 75% of districts had unpaid meal debt and recognized that this was a national problem. So the USDA mandated that um, all school districts implement an unpaid meal policy and then work with the families to collect the debt. Again, it's just the day and time that we live in. I've even heard news stories where, you know, good Samaritans are going to the schools and paying for some unpaid lunch programs. And, and, And honestly, if you're in a position that would be such an amazing gift to give to a family. But now it is something that that now schools are having to deal with and address. So how can a child qualify? Basically, by participating in the the SNAP program, which is the the food, food stamps program, which it was previously called. If they are participating in that, they will qualify. Other qualifications are homeless, if they're a migrant child, if they are a runaway or um, in a foster uh, foster system uh, situation. So a foster child can also qualify. If children are uh, registered and enrolled in a pre-K program or a Head Start program, they also qualify. Families with income at or below 130% of the poverty level. So if a family of four's income is at $32,630 for a family of four, then they are um, qualified for the free breakfast program. Families with incomes at or below 185% of the poverty level so a family of four with an annual income of $46,435, they 
qualify for the reduced breakfast program. But anyone who knows how things are right now in 2019, even at 46000 for a family of four, it's not a whole lot to take care of that many people and feed them properly and clothe them and do what needs to be done. Gas alone, just getting back and forth to work is a struggle for some people sometimes. So you can see how um, how that that still is, is a challenge for some families, even at a reduced rate. And then families with incomes over 185% will pay full price for the breakfast. So now, let's see, the participants. So those who qualified for this program, meaning the schools, the church, the, the private schools, what, whatever the, the um, requirements are and you qualify for it, and that, that program is, is benefiting children, um, here's some things that, that is required of them. So a nutrition team at the USDA provides schools with technical training and assistance to help with food service staff to prepare healthy and nutritious meals and educate them on what is a good balance, what to offer the kids, which is is definitely something that's needed. We don't want kids just eating pizza every day. So this is definitely a good avenue for them. Um, Congress in the year of uh, school year of 2017 to 2018, they reimbursed um, for the breakfasts served $4.4 billion. $4.4 billion was reimbursed to all of the participants who take advantage of the, the, um, the national breakfast program. That's amazing. It's good to hear that Congress is making that investment in our children and that so many are taking advantage of it. So when you look at um, schools or or the the participants in the program, they receive, or the free lunches, they receive $1.75 reimbursed to them for each breakfast served to a child. They are reimbursed a dollar and forty five cents for each reduced breakfast served. And they're offered thirty cents for every child that pays full price. So it a lot of it is headcount. How many meals are being served to the children on a daily basis? And that is how it's determined of what the 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 program will receive back from the government. And if a school system or participant is deemed in that severe need category, they are given $0.34 for each breakfast served, which is nice. So the average breakdown um, of what, what is needed for the breakfast program. So it shows that each participant, about 34% of the money, is deemed for the food. Forty-eight percent is deemed for the labor. Five percent for supplies, and then ten percent for other expenses like um, the equipment. So the kitchen equipment, the vehicles, the the everything that is needed 
and make sure that the children have some place to eat it. Um, you know, contractors, people to come in and serve it, repair, maintenance, um, professional development. So anything outside of what they're being trained on, that all comes into that other expense category. So schools now, um, they're, they're now, I, I did find an article that said that some schools are even trying to offer um, the free free breakfast to all children. Just take the stigma away from it and just offer this to all children, which is not a bad idea. And some are um, taking advantage of that and making it work in their school systems. And they're finding that it the, the benefits of it, better academic achievement, better test scores, lower levels of absenteeism and tardiness, fewer disciplinary referrals. Those things mean so much. Improved health and well-being and reduced food insecurity. There are some children that are embarrassed if they have to get the free breakfast. And so when you you put everyone on an even even playing field, that takes that away. A lot of people feel that because it's a child, they don't have the stress of paying bills and everything else. But children endure their own level of stress on a daily basis. So what seems small to us is huge to them. And now we live in a society where children are picked on and bullied even more than they used to be. So every little bitty thing, well, you don't have the right clothes or you don't have the right shoes and you get free lunch and blah, 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 those are things that contribute to that. So, again, it seems small, but when you look at the overall benefits, it definitely is worth it to that child. So the schools are recognizing it, and I think that it's great that they're making the changes to help that child um, be the best that they can be and achieve things to the highest level. So when I, you know, finally, when I looked at some of the places that were, you know, that are taking real advantage of this program, I, I frankly, I was very surprised. I found, let's see, we're going to look at the top 10 cities that um, have the most participation. Los Angeles tops the list. Um, they have 113 per 100 students who take advantage of the breakfast program. San Antonio is at 95.9. Uh, Newburgh, New, New York is at 92.9. Newark, New Jersey is at 92. Boise, Idaho is at 89.6. Floyd, Georgia, 86.3. Houston, Texas, 85.9. Richmond, Virginia is at 83.9, Dallas, Texas, 81 to every 100 children in San Diego is 80.8. So when you look at the vast numbers of kids who really do need this program, you can see how it, it just is very important. And hopefully you understand, have a better understanding of why the government stepped in, why people just need the help. 
So your tax dollars and everything that you contribute helps that child to have a better life. Who wants to go hungry all day? And this takes some of that away. Sometimes it's just um, schedule. Children leave so early for school and don't have the time. This also helps with that, that all they have to do is get there. And you have the peace of mind and they have the peace of mind that two meals out of the day I'm getting at the school. And to know that they're balanced meals and healthy alternatives. The, the, the argument and complaint is healthy foods are too expensive to keep feeding the family. But if you look at the other side of it, having children who are unhealthy, who have health challenges, you're paying for doctor bills, you're paying for medicine, you're, you're having to take steps to get them healthy, which would you prefer? Why not keep them healthy and then you wouldn't have to deal with all the other things? So we looked at the one, the, the, the cities that are on the top end of the list. Let's look at the top 10 that are on the lowest school's um, participation. And these numbers are children per 100 children. So we'll look at um, Illinois, Elgin, Illinois. 33.7 per 100 children are participating in the program. San Bernardino City, California, 35.5 children. Hawaii, 39.6. Inglewood, California, 42.1. Sacramento, California, 42.9. Palm Beach, Florida, 43.5. Broward, Florida, 43.5. Cobb County, Georgia, 43.8. And Baltimore, Maryland, 43.9. So, there you have it. Time goes by way too fast on this program. I thank you so much for tuning in and downloading this podcast. I hope that the information is beneficial, and I hope that you tune in next Friday at 10 a.m. because by working together, we can build a generation of healthy children. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.